0: That one raised his arm as though to strike. I am Urolf, Lord of Kentallen. He looked sourly around the ruined basin. You are neither son nor heir, not even to this abomination. I do not understand. You are a curse on the Yulkinta clan. We all died because of you. Wicken stared. But I've never even... Eurolf. Thruvar's thought now. While Thruvar had no love for Wicken, he was a stickler for truth. We are not dead. Not We might as well be. Eurolf rounded on Thruvar. What sort of existence is this? "'wandering a wasted realm.' "'He turned back to Wiccan. "'All because of this half-breed. "'This half-breed didn't lift the spells on this gate.' "'Ignoring Thrulvar, "'Yurov stepped right up to Wiccan, "'so close that even in the sunlight "'Wiccan could see the sparks running up and down his shape. "'So he didn't die.' But you will, and slowly, of hunger, of thirst, for by the look of you, you'll never make it back to those falls. In the end, you'll lie out here until your flesh dries up, until there's nothing left but sun-bleached bone. Come, Uncle, I have done the two men vanished. Wicken stared after them. He? He had caused all this? And he only a baby? A half-breed, Urolf had called him. He thought back to his mother, fleeing across the ledge, the figures closing in on her. She was not your kin to then. She must have done something terrible. And all because of him. We can shut his eyes. But still the images came. Of his mother toppling off the ledge. Of the great wind reeking devastation in that very basin. He sank to the ground and lay his eyes still closed such high hopes he'd had of saving his mother of finding his kin when you find your father remember me oh heck we can curled up knees to chin where could he go now what little strength he'd had was spent oh that he'd listened to come to that bird so stubborn he'd been even that creature had given up and gone its way and even if by some miracle that speck had been the hawk and it had gone to fetch gone long before the wizard got here, he'd be lying dead in that dead place, as his father had foretold, but not in that basin he had an urge to get back to the clearing where he'd felt peace, and soon before the light failed With some deal of effort. Wiccan got up and stumbled towards the basin's side. He hadn't gone above a dozen paces when the air around him filled with shining, dancing particles. He brushed them off as we brush off a cloud of gnats, but still they whirled about his head until there, a shimmer, and the sparkling folk surrounded him. We turned and turned about, but found no opening. I'm so sorry, he said. The crowd hovered, looking him over. All at once, words came. It's him, the image of my lord. Yes, we thought you dead. Some did not care. Some still do not. The Lady Leona survives. Whatever help she needs, she won't get it here. Yurov would never allow it. Wickham turned and turned about. Because of me, what did I do? For a moment, nothing. Then the voices came again. Nothing. It's what you were. Half human. My lord would not name you his heir. Your mother tried to leave. An accident. She fell with you. Lord Fairwolf failed to catch her. Your guardian, he had much love for you. My lord, you met him by the river. Said he'd helped your mother leave. Put him on trial, his own brother. Wiccan raised his hands. Oh, so many voices! My father refused to own me. My mother tried to leave here and fell into that river. How would that have caused all this? The voices came again, spilling words harboured for so long. You're all banished, my lord, farewell. Some rose up against him. Your mother's kin came. They threatened siege. Eurolf ordered us to Antelfarn, a region that lies beyond the Roan Gate. Gate. Wiccan glanced to the two dead trees, the arch they formed between them. He ordered the realm destroyed. Eurolf had destroyed it? All that he and his mother had endured, and these poor people too, at his father's whim. The one called Thruva, my lord's uncle, he said, Micken cast around for words, we heard, we're not dead, we are suspended here, in the ruins of our woodland, on account of the gate's power going awry. My lord, you reckoned, that we'd be through before it failed. And reckoned wrong, Wiccan said grimly, gambling with other people's lives. He thought of Bomac and the others opening the gate beneath the crig, letting in the hordes of troll. That had been a plain, ordinary gate, built with pick and adds to keep baroders out, this Rowan gate, passage to another place. There had been magic there, and it was gone. Yet, though dead, the trees that formed the gate still possessed some dormant power, else why had they not gone the way of all the rest? Come to think. That wind that had put the people to the gate had emanated from the trees while leaving the trees themselves intact. Wicken turned to look. If they were once again alive, would that power return? In good order? If the gate were mended, could you pass through? The people looked at one another. Who knows? Maybe. It certainly can't hurt us further. But no one can restore it. Maybe I can, Wiccan said. At least I'll try. He moved towards the Rowans. Wait! Wiccan paused. You could die! He shrugged. I'm going to do that anyway, according to my father. What have I to lose? The crowd parted to let him through. Standing before the trees, Wiccan closed his eyes and drew in a deep breath, summoning all his remaining strength. He shut out the basin and the folk, all his confusion and shock, and set his mind on the two dead trees. Beautiful ruins, gate to a region to which these people would pass. He pictured the ruins as he'd seen them in his vision. Glowing, shiny, alive. He pictured rich brown bark, lightly lichen-splashed, leaves glossy in the sunlight and lifting with the breeze. Air wafted through, ruffling his sleeves, cooling his face, Goosebumps started up Wicken's arm, and not altogether on account of the draught. If those trees were coming back to life, likely their power was coming back too. Don't stop, he told himself. Whatever happens, keep your mind on those two trees. The wind stiffened, buffeting his chest, whipping his hair. All at once, there came a low whining as in a drafty mineshaft. The sound grew louder and higher until his head hurt. Clapping his hands to his ears, Wicken strove to keep his mind steady. Still the sound increased, rising in pitch. Then everything went dark. The basin was now a screaming, howling vortex, with Wiccan at its core. Hold on! Wiccan squeezed up his eyes, shutting out the tumult, shutting out his fear, holding his mind steady on the roans. Above the wind now there came the war flame and the splitting of wood, Still we can held fast, while the wildness whirled around him. Voices cried out in terror, there came screams and shouts, the shrill wail of children. Dark, glossy green, he murmured, over and over, resisting the urge to look. Rich brown bark! The wind cut, and all other sound light came up, green against Wiccan's lids. He opened his eyes. Where the rowan trees had stood reared twin pillars of radiant mist. The pillars swelled, became one. As Wiccan watched, The pillar started to revolve, slowly at first, then with gathering speed, growing brighter all the time. The pillar swelled outwards, engulfing him. Remembering the people, Wiccan turned about. Are you there? There was no reply. Wiccan walked a few blind steps towards the place where they had stood. The mist continued. The trees have gone. Those people have gone. What else? he murmured, his voice sounding strangely muffled. Looking down, Wiccan couldn't even see the ground on which he stood. On a thought, he bent to touch the ground and felt nothing. The ground's gone too, he went on slowly. I am standing in the middle of nothing. A clap of thunder cracked the silence. Dropping to a crouch, can shut his eyes and stopped his ears, but the echoes resounded through his hands, rolling over him and up over the basin's side and out to the farthest limits of the forest. For long, those echoes rumbled around those hills and hollows, like a thunderstorm that just keeps coming back. Wicken listened, tense, not moving, until all at once he realised the sounds were gone. Cautiously, he unstopped his ears and opened his eyes. All around was green mist still, yet he sensed a change. Wigan looked up. Above his head, a spot of blue, a pinhole in the green. The gap grew in an ever-widening ring. As Wickham watched... The green mist rolled off like a great ebb-tide, laying bare a clear fall sky. At his feet, scattered plumes of switchgrass nodded in the breeze, and grey-green bushes studded the stony floor. Before him stood the rowans, rich brown bars. Lightly lichen splashed, leaves glossy in the sunlight and lifting with the breeze.